I'm Ron Cruz. Here are the news making the headlines in the Philippines and across the globe on the COVID-19 pandemic. The Philippine Health Department confirmed 262 new COVID-19 cases, bringing the total to 9,485 people. The total death toll is now at 623 after 16 more people died. Meanwhile, there were 101 new recoveries, a record high for the second straight day. The DOH also salutes 34 healthcare workers who passed away in the battle against the pandemic. As of May 3, 1,772 healthcare workers have been infected with COVID-19. The DOH says mega swabbing centers are set to open soon, which can conduct around 5,000 tests per day. The entire province of Albay and the city of Zamboanga may remain among areas that are under the enhanced community quarantine until May 15. Palace spokesperson Harry Roca says a recommendation made by the interagency task force is awaiting the approval of the president. Roque adds the IATF has approved the recommendation of the Albay governor to place Legaspi City under ECQ. The president earlier extended the implementation of the ECQ in the National Capital Region, Region 3, except Aurora, Calabarzon, Pangasinan, Benguet, Iloilo, Cebu, Bacolod, and Davao. Na-approve na po yung resolution number 31. Nagre-recommenda po na mapasailalim pa sa ECQ ang probinsya ng Albay at ang siyudad ng Zamboanga. Pero inaantay po natin ang approval ng ating presidente dito. The payment of PhilHealth premiums by OFWs will now be voluntary. That's according to, to, to Duterte spokesperson Harry Roque. The decision comes amid strong public outcry against PhilHealth's rate increases, which require OFWs with an income of 10,000 to 60,000 pesos to pay 3% of their monthly salary starting this year, up from 2.75% the previous year. Roque added that in line with the president's decision, Health Secretary Francisco Duque also suspended provision 10.2c of the implementing rules and regulations of the universal health care law, which mandates that the premium contribution of OFWs shall be salary-based and shall require submission of acceptable proof of actual income. Roque, who is among the authors of the universal health care law, reiterated, that the law does not mandate PhilHealth to impose increased premium contributions to OFWs. PhilHealth Chief Ricardo Morales, meanwhile, asserts the premium rate increase will lead to better coverage and services for PhilHealth members. The Philippine Central Bank now expects the country's economy to contract deeper than it earlier projected due to the extended lockdown. The Central Bank now sees the gross domestic product shrinking by 0.8% this year. The bank last week estimated a contraction of 0.2%. Basically, the lockdown, the reduced economic activity as a result of the lockdown, and so I'll for every week that it is extended, the economy might shrink further by another 0.5%. But I expect the lockdown to be uh, uh, eased by uh, 15 May. But the central bank expects the economy to bounce back strongly next year to a 7.8% growth. 
Official GDP data for the first quarter will be released Thursday, two days after the release of April inflation figures. The central bank says January to March GDP likely grew below 6 to 6.5 percent, while inflation possibly eased further, settling between the 1.9 to 2.7 percent range. We continue with the uh, benign inflation. We are confident that we still have more room for monetary policy to support the Philippine economy given, given the pandemic. Five million more Filipino households set to receive cash assistance under the government's social amelioration program. Duterte spokesperson Harry Roque says the interagency task force recommended a cash aid for an additional five million families under the first tranche following complaints from some residents that they did not receive any assistance. Hindi lang po 18 million families ang makakakuha ng ayuda sa first tranche ng social amelioration program, dinagdagan na po natin ng 5 million or ang sumatotal 23 million po alinsunod sa pangako ng presidente na dapat mabigyan ang lahat na nangangailangan. Para sa second tranche po ng SAP, inirekomenda po sa um, Office of the President na bigyan pa rin ng ayuda yung mga lugar na nasa ilalim ng ECQ pero ito po ay um, inaantay ang uh, approval ng ating presidente. Philippine shares saw at the week in the red. The PSE index dropped 2.26 percent to settle at 55.72. Meanwhile, other Asian markets also fell due to renewed trade tensions between the U.S. and China. COL Financial's Vice President April Litan says she doesn't think the market has priced in all the bad news yet because investors don't know how much worse things can get. But she adds there are buying opportunities for long-term investors since stocks are cheap from a historical perspective. The companies that we all like, they're all resilient, say the telcos, the um, consumer retail that are still operational like supermarkets and say the essentials manufacturer. They're all trading close to their you know, uh, January levels, or e some of them are even trading at uh, higher levels than they were pre-ECQ. But those are the stocks that we like. Those stocks that we don't like or we feel like are super vulnerable to what's going on right now, those are the ones that are trading at very cheap valuations, and those are your properties and your banks. So there is this disconnection going on right now. Um, so if I were a value investor, definitely I would buy uh, properties and banks. The problem is most likely since, you know, looks like this is not going to be a V-shaped recovery. It's going to be a U-shaped recovery. Um, and because of that, it might take a while for these banks and properties to also recover. E-commerce platform Lazada says majority of its online sellers have returned amid a surge in consumer demand for essentials in the Philippines. Lazada's chief operating officer, Carlos Barrera, says increased demand as more people shop from home prompted them to expand their product menu to include fresh and frozen items. And up to 90% for certain categories are already back. We are very heavily MSME driven, so the health 
This also tells something about the health of e-commerce. These companies are now able to operate. They are medium and small enterprises that are generating a lot of jobs and that are able to provide for, for lots of families. In terms of customers, um, so we're actually already seeing uh, a good recovery. Uh, today, we're slightly above the pre-COVID levels, and this is something very, very encouraging. We see that more and more people are starting to come online, and there's strong demand across the board, and people are really shopping from home. We're seeing things like office supplies and hardware also growing in double, double to triple digit, and uh, so far, we continue to see very positive uh, momentum for small sellers. Uh, we're even adding new products like fresh and frozen for the first time. Tourist spots in China again beaming with life and one of the clearest signs yet of a return to normalcy in the country where the COVID-19 pandemic started. Around 50 million people flocked to tourist sites during the May Day holiday as the number of COVID-19 cases in the country dropped for 11 straight days. That figure, though, remains far below last year's 200 million travelers during the holiday. The tourism boost is seen to help China's economy recover after it contracted for the first time in more than four decades. Back here at home, a Philippine Tourism Department official backs the Transportation Secretary's suggestion to reopen airports and allow domestic flights in areas under general community quarantine, or GCQ. Tourism Under Secretary Benito Bengzon Jr. points out tourism is a major industry that generated about $9.3 billion last year and employed millions of Filipinos. Bengzon says tourism should be one of government's top priorities after the pandemic as it has greatly contributed to the economy. Any efforts that will uh, remove travel restrictions is something that uh, we welcome in the Department of Tourism because uh, just like um, our partners uh, from the private sector, we would like to bring back tourism activities, bring back uh, tourism livelihood uh, as soon as possible. There have been discussions already on how to move forward with uh, domestic tourism. Over the last uh, couple of weeks, uh, we've heard the term uh, new normal. Mm -hmm. So this is something that we have been addressing together with uh, the partners, again, from the private sector. The Tourism Congress of the Philippines agrees with Undersecretary Bengzon, adding tourism has been one of the hardest hit sectors by the COVID-19 crisis. We're working with the Department of Tourism to uh, come up with the recovery plans uh, post-COVID. And uh, more importantly, we're coming up with ways uh, to do um, uh, business continuity, uh, mm -hmm. to ensure business continuity for the uh, stakeholders that are, uh, as you mentioned, really affected by uh, the pandemic. We don't even know how long this is going right. to last. Right. We, um, my estimate is that I have given this maybe uh, 18 to 24 months uh, without a vaccine for us to get back to some semblance of normal. And uh, if a vaccine is uh, developed, then maybe we can shorten the period to uh, 12 to uh, 16, uh, 12 to 18 months. But otherwise, um, this is going to be a drawn out affair. The Philippine Dental Association appealing to the government not to rush them into resuming operations in areas under a general community quarantine. Association President Dr. Steve Almonte says they need more time to reconfigure their workspaces and test-run procedures to ensure dental clinics do not spread the disease. If we perform dental procedures, we could be cross-contaminating, we could be a source of cross-contamination. Mm -hmm. And we could be endangering the lives of us dentists, our patients, 
our staff, and it could be spreading to, to our houses, to our families, to our homes. We'd just like to ask the government not to force those clinics that are not yet ready, those clinics that are not yet equipped, uh, those clinics that doesn't have the proper PPE. Unfortunately, I don't think the Department of Health has uh, an accrediting, accrediting body to look into dental clinics and say who's ready or not. We're informing everyone this is what you're supposed to do. You have to prepare your facilities, you have to train your staff, you have to secure PPE, you have to secure equipments. Without all of this, uh, we're placing ourselves in, in, in danger. Almonte admits the dental industry is suffering from the strain of the COVID-19 pandemic, prompting practitioners to shift careers and some dental schools to close. The Philippine Education Department guarantees it has the necessary resources to offer basic education services should formal learning resume mid-year. Education under Secretary Diosdado San Antonio says they are already finalizing a so-called learning continuity plan which utilizes online learning. End of this week, the Secretary of Education will actually officially announce when classes will start, like formal learning will start. And um, yeah, while doing this, the first thing we did was actually take a look at the competencies um, because we understand that in times of emergency, we, we should only pay attention to the most essential learning competencies. Mm -hmm. We're done with this, and this would be the basis of the interventions that we will implement. Indeed, uh, not all learners have access to technology. So um, as I said, the most likely default is um, for us to be ready with uh, printed instructional packets that should be distributed using creative ways as well, especially, again, in areas where um, teachers and pupils and students may not be allowed to report to school. Malacanang is leaving it up to the National Telecommunications Commission to decide whether or not to grant ABS-CBN a provisional authority to operate after its franchise expires. That statement comes after government's top lawyer, Jose Calida, warned the NTC was in no position to grant ABS-CBN a provisional authority to operate because the network needs to secure a franchise from Congress. Ang Solgen po ay isang alter ego ng ating presidente at sumulat na nga siya sa um, National Telecommunications Commission. Itong bagay pong ito is a matter that must be dealt with by the NTC as a quasi-judicial body. At aantayin po natin ang sagot ng National Telecoms Commission. At pang presidente naman po, ipatutupad po kung ano magiging desisyon ng National Telecommunications Commission. Philippine senators weigh in on ABS-CBN's franchise issue. Senate Majority Leader Miguel Zubiri says there's no reason for ABS-CBN to stop its operation since other stations did not stop operating while waiting for the approval of their franchise. Senate President Pro Tempore Ralph Recto says the issue has been settled in the Senate hearings, adding he expects the NTC would allow the media giant to operate. Senator Sonny Angara, for his part, says the soldier's concern is in conflict with the Justice Department, which shares the same opinion as Congress. Meanwhile, the Senate amends the Chamber's rules to allow online hearings and sessions during the pandemic and other natural and man-made calamities. Senator Zubiri says 14 Senate personnel have tested positive for COVID-19 using rapid test kits. Those were the latest news alerts. I'm Ron Cruz. For more updates, subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter.